2: The key to small business success is maintaining strong relationships with your customers. Constant Contact has been helping small businesses do just that for over 25 years. With their robust suite of email and digital marketing tools, you don't have to be a marketing pro to find customers, build relationships, and grow your business. And with all the data you need at your fingertips, it's easy to see what your customers respond to. Start building, expanding, and nurturing your customer base to drive better results. Go to constantcontact.com to get started for free. To- Today.
3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to the week. 13 DFS Roundup here on Grinders Live. My name is Alex Dunlap. I am the editor-in-chief at rosterwatch.com. I am the host of Rosterwatch on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio uh, Saturday nights, so tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, and the game day edition, uh, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on Sunday mornings. Joining me as always, my co-host here on the Roundup. He is live from NYC this week. Where I believe he is a plus one to his own mother's draft live final. I can't believe it. He has DFS in the DNA. He is the Siege CJ
4: Carlton bot. Siege, what's going on, brother? Oh, not much, man. Enjoying New York City. It's been a it's been a, couple, a fun couple of days, and gonna be a fun couple more.
3: Well, we were DMing last night, and it's and I and I wasn't sure whether your mom passed the DNA on to you, or whether you're the one helping her out, or maybe this is in as is the case. With so many things in life, maybe it's a little bit of both.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got the. T- I mean, you know, she definitely watches our show. She definitely is a Roadrunners <laughs> member, and uh, so you know, tactics member. So I'm, I'm, gonna say that I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take most of the credit. But uh, uh, I, I mean, she she, 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 she's here and I'm not. So I mean, I can't, I can't talk too much crap. <laughs> I, I guess she,
3: she must have passed down some of those smarts. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's being the keyword. <laughs>
4: it's a, it's a big, big
3: week thirteen. Of course, in season long leagues, we have our playoffs to uh 5-4 but it's a big big slate in DFS as well um there's a lot of ways you can go on this slate i think i personally see how do you see before we get into any of the clips for this week how do you see lineup construction going this week do you like the way i see it, it seems like people are going to for once maybe try to pay down at running back is it is that how you see it
4: yeah, that's how I see it. I, I think, though, as the week's gone on, I think people have talked themselves into paying up more at running back, and I think this is a case of what everyone was thinking earlier in the week was the right approach, um, and I think that we should be paying down a bit at running back this week. But, I mean, there's a couple good options at the top, so I understand, you know, being drawn into some of the top plays. I just, I just think the top end wide receivers are just so good this week. I, I just don't want to get too cute with it.
3: I felt myself being called by those uh, familiar sirens to pay up at running back. So maybe you'll have to talk, talk me off it after at the beginning of the week. It was something that I wasn't even thinking of. But uh, if, if you haven't watched the show before, what CJ and I do is we go through six clips that are selected by our producers, uh, Simon Edwards and uh, Dan Bach, who's the, who's the boss man around here. Um, our, producer, uh, our producer, David, throws the clips up and then CJ and I give our takes about the different takes from the different hosts and analysts here uh, through the week on Roto-Grinders. Um, just kind of a roundup of all the different hot takes and we kind of give our thoughts. We also make our bets with each other. Last week, we split them right down the middle.
4: Um, what were they? I totally just—I was totally thinking about that. I didn't remember what they were.
3: It was, all right, well, we were both huge donks. Um, you like You wanted to take Michael Thomas over Julio Jones. Oh God. <laughs> but and then I wanted to take Kareem Hunt over Tevin Coleman. So we were That's both. That's right. On. Coleman
4: versus Hunt. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. So we God, so, so we
3: split them. You're either up still six or seven units. You say seven, I say six. We no, still need six, to get six. that figured out. All right, That's cool. Six. So it's so you're still up six units army. Hopefully we'll get that dwindled down a little bit here as the season runs out. I don't remember your bold call. I think
4: my bold call might have been good though, because mine I said Tevin Col- mine was Tevin Coleman related. That's why I remember that. I never remember my bold call. I need to like write it down one of these weeks. I don't remember it. <laughs>
3: Mine was that the Millionaire Maker lineup was gonna have a was gonna have a bunch of these Rams stacked up with Kamara bringing it back. I'm not sure that was exactly right, but I think it's pretty close to right. I know the Kamara was on the Millionaire Maker team, and I think they had Cubs, so a little bit right. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you I'll give, close enough. Yep. But so let's do you want to go ahead and get any other overall kind of thoughts on the slate or NYC living or anything no. like that before we get started?
4: <laughs> well, let's, let's roll in roll us We've got some egregious takes this week. We got to call We got to call the, we gotta calm the people down. We
3: so. got some zingers. And this one is the, I mean, I said, I told Dan and Simon, I, I was listening to the absolutely epic early week podcast <laughs> this week. And I said, dude, this is a take we got to get on here because it's my, uh, You know, it's my most golden, dearest son. Um, This is a take that comes from Grant, uh, Bobby Fi and JM to win about one of the most sickest beasts in the whole National Football League making his return, the Anaconda.
5: Let's get to it. Um, I think that this is just a spot where I have to wait to see what ownership is going to be like because if other people are going to be on him, which could be the narrative, then I might have to go off him, but forty-one hundred, a guy that can base two years ago would basically just go up for the ball anytime and pretty much take it down. Uh, he's got he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the entire NFL from when he was there. I don't. I'm assuming if you're not drinking and you're not smoking and you're not doing drugs, you're probably going to be in better physical shape than he was before. He's been training for the last six months with other people, so it's not like he's completely out of NFL shape. I just think that there's a spot where Hayward's going to be more on Coleman because he's the guy that's more acclimated to the offense. So that leaves him with the second-best quarterback in the offense or the third-best quarterback in the offense that I don't think is going to be able to do that much against a guy that's this physically gifted.
6: That is fair. I I mean, I think that this will gain traction just because people will be scared to miss out on a monster game. Bobby, Josh Gordon, what if I tell you he is – 15% owned how interested are you in him this week
4: uh 25% owned dish i am I'm, I'm interested i believe in the the guy uh i i think it's you know it's it's just i it's 4100 for a guy that has upside that's ridiculous uh it'll be it, maybe it's too soon but i'm willing to take that chance probably at uh, if he's 15% owned Again, things might open up. Somebody else might pop out who might get a bigger role or something. But as of right now, I would say that's right where I'm at. I, I think that there is a – there's just very little – you're not going to find guys at this price range usually that have this kind of upside.
3: The mystical, the, the, the magical black anaconda, he will, he will slither in and asphyxiate your fantasy opponents. Siege thinks that with any kind of snake ownership – one thing you need to worry about is the snake turning on you and asphyxiating you. <laughs> is that what, what, do you think, what do you think this week, are you gonna Are you going to be deploying Josh Gordon, who's just an epic, epic beast at only 4,100?
4: I can't do it. And this just comes down to believing that the Chargers are not stupid and they're going to put Casey Hayward on them. Like, I understand the whole world's projecting Corey Coleman, but this is a team that thinks they're going to make win the West, as we were talking about off air. Like, Josh Gordon is the superior talent. And so, if he's the superior talent, like at that point, he's going to go ahead, and they're going to put their best corner on him. So for me, it's definitely a situation where I think I'll go ahead and assume that he's going to get the shadow coverage and take a fade on Josh Gordon.
3: Now, I just want to look up. I know that Trevor Williams has been really good this year too. Um, Trevor was just I wanted to see. I th- I think that Casey Hayward. No, they're the, they are actually they're this they're they're the same height. I was going to say that Trevor Williams might be a better fit. There on Corey Coleman just because of I thought that Casey Hayward was a little bit taller than 5'11". But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the, we all know the Casey Hayward's better. I looked on the – you looked on the Roto-Grinders matchup chart. I looked at the PFF matchup chart. Both have Casey Hayward shadowing Corey Coleman. This is a case where I just – I don't – I disagree. I don't – you know, I've watched enough football. I'm an expert at this stuff too. I just disagree with what they think. And I think it is going to be Casey Hayward as well. That's what any sensible person uh, would, would do as a, as a coaching staff. So um, for me, it's like I, I want to get him in so bad. And if he's – and if I, I swear to God, dude, if I don't have any Josh Gordon and I see him streaking down the sidelines and he goes for two touchdowns and over 100 yards or something like this, I am, I'm literally going to want to jump off a bridge. Just I mean, because
4: I, I, I mean, he's a freak, like, he could absolutely do that, right? Like, no one's saying that he's not gonna do that. Like, let's be clear, like, I just think I would play DD Westbrook first. Uh, it's just that that's what that really comes down to me is like they're the same price. I, I, I even would play Josh Reynolds first, like, Josh Reynolds took the Robert Woods role, like, I would rather play Josh Reynolds first. Well, uh, <laughs>
3: Can we talk about Josh Reynolds and only 3,500? I I wasn't sure that we were going to get a a take on this because it isn't any of our takes, but why is nobody talking about this? I I mean, whenever I first heard about this, whenever I – I mean, I think we even even broached the conversation of Josh Reynolds on this Saturday show last week. I know on my Sunday show, by Sunday morning, even before Ian Rappaport tweeted out that he would be taking over the the, the Robert Woods role, I had even started to get an inkling that this could be a Josh Reynolds game. This is a guy – who we did an immense amount of scouting on. We even did the stuff where we tracked sensors in his pads. Like, his speed is unbelievable. His explosiveness, his his amount of explosive movements over short periods is unbelievable. And what have we said, man, the last two weeks? When we know they're good players, when it's a Bruce Ellington, when it is a D.D. Westbrook, and it's on the opposite side of the guy that is getting the Patrick Peterson coverage, and we have intelligence that tells us that this is an unbelievably, really, really good player, we get that player in and we get that same situation this week with Josh Reynolds. We saw getting 80% of snaps last week, six targets. He's already got a touchdown. He's basically a Mike Evans, Jr. Uh, I mean for 3,500 to me, it's, it's an insta call insta click. I I'm getting him in first and I'm seeing how that allows me to pay up for other guys. This is a week where I want to pay up the tight end to do some other things. So I completely, I completely agree with Josh Reynolds. I'm a hundred percent on board with it. Like you, like you said, um, um, you know, you're a lot more of a tournament guy than me. I'm more of a cash guy. I don't make a million lineups, but in my four or five tournament lineups I'm going to make this week, he's going to be in, he's going to be in most, if not all of them. I just, I think the savings is absolutely outstanding that, that, he, that he provides. You also said that you like Didi this week. We're going to get to that because there's another take uh, from, from another show, but it is not the next take here. This next take is particularly terrible and egregious. This one comes from the Football Guys show with Tip and Pick, Austin Lee and Dan Bach, right here uh, on Grinders Live. This is Tippin Pick talking about the wide receiver that he thinks is the best point per dollar play this week versus a terrible uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary.
0: John, I'm going to give you this one uh, Green Bay wide receiver with the highest expected point per dollar this week on DraftKings. Who is it? Adams at 6'5. Jordy at 4-4 or Cobb at 3-9
6: against those pitiful, pitiful Tampa Bay Buccaneers corners. You know, it's got to happen sooner or later. The talent is there. They, they, you know, you got to be thinking they're working on this in Green Bay. It's going to be Jordy Nelson. Who is it going to be, Austin? Adams. At point per dollar.
4: (laughs) At point per dollar. Even point per dollar. Yeah, it was a tough call between Adams and Cobb, but Nelson was not even a consideration.
7: Okay. Wow. Ugh. We'll remember this next. I
0: mean, 4.4 <laughs> 4 for Jordy Nelson. I, what what world are we living in? Didn't think we'd ever see that.
3: Okay, so uh, there you have it from the Football Guys show. We actually have somebody here on Grinders Live who wants to start Jordy Nelson over, to, over Devontae Adams, who's pre, who's pretty cheap and who's got the epic matchup this week. Um, I'd even like Randall Cobb better on a points-per-dollar basis. There's not There there are very few players uh, that I wouldn't like better than Jordan Nelson uh, at this time, who is only, even at $4,400, has still only 3X that salary 30% of the time this season. Um, I'm sure all coming during times whenever uh, Aaron Rodgers was still part of that offense. Siege, I just don't know, man. I get it. If
4: you're playing like how, how do you teams. get it? Oh, I'm all right. Like if you're playing hundred teams and you want to play them on two or three, I get it. But I would just much rather have a ton of the Adams personally. Dude. I personally, like he's been the number one for a while now. Like I feel like everyone's still scarred from his rookie season where like they all hopped on and they, and they threw touchdowns to um, shoot. Who was that guy? Who was like James, James, James Jones, Jones James Jones. And like I remember, James Jones wasn't in the player pool, and I was so tilted in in Vegas. Oh, man, it was in
3: first. that in that week one game,
4: yeah, he was in the player <laughs> Like he
3: had like three touchdowns. I played, on, touchdown. I played, on, I played on after the Giants cut signs. him or
4: something, right? The yeah, Giants cut him. The, like, the Giants cut him, and they signed him. And it was before like now, like now the rules have changed. Like he would have been eligible, but right, by the time right. he wasn't, and I loved him. I, he was like he was. He would have been three K, and I would have had a hundred percent. He had like six catches for eighty yards and two touchdowns, but. To get to that point, like, I think people are still scarred on Devontae Adams from that. He's clearly a number one at this point. And I'm going to go ahead and tie him at 6,500. We just saw what Julio did last week. And they could have put four guys on Julio. And I got to be honest, it probably wouldn't have changed one thing. They're all that bad.
3: Yeah, I, I love Devonte Adams this week. I even kind of, there's there's something swindly that I like about Randall Cobb. Um, if you had the over-under on two segments till the props talk got started around here, go ahead and take your checks up. Uh, take your tickets up to the counter uh, Randall Cobb at 3900 this week roster watch has his number one match for the week. He has a reception he has a four reception prop and he's plus 200 to score 42.5 the over under on the um, on the on the receiving yards so that's 2.63x on that 3900. That is I have now 67 props up that throwing a points per dollar prop is the fifth best of them all so I even have a little sneaky feeling this week about Randall Cobb. With that said, I'm not sure I'm going to be paying him because there are other guys, one guy with an even better profit. we'll get to in that exact same price
2: range that I'll be very interested to hear. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at WoodhouseMazda.com. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com.
3: Ideas about, also, of course, we already talked about Josh Reynolds. And we have the Raiders. What do you think of the Raiders, guys? Are, are you playing into them? We didn't have any takes on them. Any Jared Seth Cook Roberts I think kind is of... the play,
4: right? Like, oh, God. Seth, Roberts, Seth Roberts is awful. And Jared Cook has had a monster target share all season. And he's been playing good. And the Giants are awful against tight ends. Like, isn't the answer just Jared Cook?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, until well until last week, I mean, with Vernon, I mean, D- Vernon Davis, that whole th- God, that's that still tilts me.
4: He was he had a block the whole time, like he ran like no yeah, routes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was just a. In retrospect, I wish I had thought about that more. Oh, I mean, you know, not me paying too. Attention, and Drunk. next thing you know, you're like you're you're yeah. like wait a minute, like he has to block, and Niles Paul's going to run all these routes because he can't block. Yeah. Right. yeah, in retrospect, I wish I had that one back, but yeah, yeah. It happens. Well,
3: here's the thing: we've been. I, I don't care who, dude. Garrett Selleck, even I mean, Garrett Selleck looked like he was some kind of Travis Kelsey against these idiots. I mean, you're going to get Jared I mean. Cook in there with no Amari Cooper, with no Michael Crabtree. Uh, Seth Roberts is, I mean, he's in the slot, so he's gonna He'll get. DRC. Seth Roberts might not even
4: be in the slot anymore.
3: He might have to play outside. It's going to be Cordero and Johnny Holton outside, don't you think? Maybe they'll put Seth Roberts outside. I, it's I mean, just, even if it's it were, hard is to
4: Cordero? I think Cordero's questionable. He's not a lot to play.
3: Oh really? Okay. I'm pretty sure. I, I need to. I need to look more. I need to look more into that. I'm a, like I said. I'm. A, I'm a little bit less prepared with the early start for this show, but uh, I didn't get a chance to look over the news of the inactives uh, this morning before we came on. But yeah, he's questionable
4: Gorder- with a hip. So.
3: We'll, we'll does it does it say on there if he practiced like did he because he got uh, a limited practice i thought at least on yeah the court. he
4: got limited practice so he'll probably play but it's no it's not still like he's not he's if you have cordero who is like a, a guy who you count on your burst and agility and he's got a hip injury yeah that's right that, that's kind of a it's kind of a red flag
3: it's a Jared cook deal yeah I, it's I, just I Jared like
4: cook it. like i would just I, would, I that's the play for me
3: i like Jared cook too i mean I, I like him a great deal there's another there's a couple more tight ends that i really like maybe we can <laughs> talk about them here after a while before we, uh, but, but yeah, and short, I hate the, I hate the Jordy Nelson call. I'll have none of him. I think Tippin Pick, though, I've seen that show before. I think he's a big tournament guy. So he's
4: super sharp. So like yeah. being against him is not exactly the place you want to be a lot. But I think uh, yeah, except for there's except a reason for that. why there's a reason why this is this is the I think this is his first appearance on our show
3: and it's week 13. Yeah, so. Absolutely, absolutely not. I, I I remember laughing my ass off at his horrible Kendall Wright take in, in week one. Where oh, he, yeah, where okay. Was, that's
4: a fair point. Okay, second
3: time, second time on this show. Right, where he guaranteed Tim Tar targets and said he was putting him in a hundred percent of his life. I remember that. Oh my God.
4: I remember. I, I remember left bell week. I remember when you tried to troll me with my own left belt take. Boom.
3: Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of, been, been a lot of success this year. Also a lot of pain, a lot of pain and misery as is the, as is typically the case with fantasy. Um, okay. Let's, let's get to the next one. Another real sharp guy here. This one comes from the DFS Pick six, the Roto World DFS pick six with Rich Rebar, Evan Silva, and Eric Crane. This is a take from Eric Silva, or I'm, so, I'm sorry, Evan Silva, um, where he is actually on board with an. Um, I mean, just the all these takes are, I feel like are are bad so far. He's on board with the
1: horrible quarterback. We, we talked about another guy who uh, – we talked about one guy who hasn't played in three years. Another guy who hasn't played in three years, Geno Smith.
6: <laughs>
1: y- 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 y'all ready?
6: I'm, re- y'all I'm ready.
1: 4,500 on DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel, it's facing a, a, a historically uh, bad Raiders defense. Everyone wanted to play Paxton Lynch. Did Paxton Lynch? Did he throw for twenty yards last week?
4: You know who I played last week. I played the Raiders defense. Okay, that it seemed was, like better okay. Than Paxton Lynch. Here, let me look at Paxton's.
1: old Simeon Simeon kind of screwed you late because he. he came yeah, but back we still and, you
4: know, did okay. We still. Okay, let's see, okay. Paxton Lynch, uh, last week he was nine of fourteen for forty-one whole yards, plus the interception where it bounced off like three different guys and landed on a guy's belly in the end zone. Yeah, how about getting their first interception of the year on accident? <laughs> I mean, when it's gone twelve weeks without an interception, I think whatever one
1: <laughs> Vari- variant struck. Yeah, <laughs> Be- because the guy was laying on his back and it just dropped onto yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I think Geno Smith can have a good game. I don't. Did you get? Did you guys play him last week? Uh, year when he got the start against the Ravens. I you know, did. It. I remember unca- everyone did. Yeah, he he kind of balled out for a minute, and then he tore his ACL during the game. Um, but I mean, well, bawling out, he he. Threw Anunua like had a, like an
4: eighty-yard slant. I remember and yes, yes. like an eighty-yard. It, it, it slant. was a long, yeah,
1: it, yeah. It was an Anunua score, but it looked like it was going to be the <laughs> nut play for a minute. You know, I was like, yeah, so celebrating. But you
4: know, to Quincy and Anunua stack like if you went there,
1: <laughs> bravo. Yeah, um, Evan Ingram. Uh, I mean, Sterling Shepard is coming back this week, but, I mean, I think that the guy that you probably stacked Geno with would be Evan Ingram. I don't know. It seems like you guys aren't even taking Geno very seriously. <laughs> I on you.
3: Okay. Well, there it is. Evan Silva, one of the sharpest guys in this whole space, is um, now apparently on team Geno Smith for this week. Uh, Geno Smith, I think – that's oh, is he tr are, are they traveling west or is Oakland traveling? They're west? traveling
4: west, so it's a 4 p.m. kickoff and it's on the West Coast. So, this is With one of the against,
3: uh, against an Oakland Raiders defense that, as Siege called out last week, was set to wake up a little bit. Finally, got their first interception last week. Uh, got talk out about
4: one of the biggest flukes of all time, by the way. Did you see that?
3: Yeah, also, uh, also, but I mean, six or no, was it five, five sacks? So, clearly, um. Clearly a defense that rebounded some last week, somewhat predictably. I guess if you were predicting them bouncing back last week, that you'd probably say that there's a chance of it happening this week. I mean, Gino. I mean, he's not as bad as Paxton. I, I don't know. What do you think, Siege?
4: Geno Smith is better than Paxton Lynch. Let's start there. Like, I, I think if anyone, if you played Paxton Lynch last week and don't play Geno Smith this week in tournaments, I think you're doing it wrong. Like I if think you're you were, doing it wrong
3: if you didn't play Paxton Lynch last week.
4: No, no, I'm just saying, like, if you played him last week, like if you took the approach the Raiders defense sucks, and then you don't take it with a guy who is the be- a better quarterback at a cheaper price this week, you're doing it wrong, right? Like I didn't play Paxton Lynch last week. So but like I, obviously I was on the Raiders defense. What? I like Gino a little bit here. Um, you know, the Raiders have their own problems on the offensive side of the ball, as we kind of just mentioned on the on the last segment like well here's the thing with Geno I know where the ball's going right like it's going to Sterling Shepard and it's going to Evan Ingram it's a really 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 easy stack to build um the raiders defense still has problems like it's didn't the, their problems didn't just get all solved by filing, mm-hmm. firing the defensive coordinator I just
3: don't know why you're going to play Evan Ingram this week there's so many tight ends I mean that's the
4: know. thing I mean that's the thing but like, there's a ton of tight ends I'm just saying like I know where the targets are going right like yeah. So if you think this game turns into a shit, out, like would you be surprised if this game was 21-21 at the half? Like I wouldn't be. Like both these defenses are terrible. But the game could be zero zero at the half as well. I think there's a wide be, range of outcomes. I think
3: I'd be a little bit surprised. Boy, if it was 21-21 at the half, I'd love access to that to that box score to see who scored those three three touchdowns for each team at the beginning. But is I mean I have I have no idea who's who's gonna score for for Oaklands. I really don't. I, I just, I have a hard time figuring out how this game is going to go, how the script of this game is going to go. I mean, Marshawn Lynch is the answer to your question. Would you do, do you love Marshawn this week? I do. So do I. Yeah.
4: yeah so I, I, I think Mark. he's the guy I think like they showed last week, like they've been kind of, you know, it, to their credit, like they've been kind of limiting his workload and like, okay, now it's December. You know, we got to get you 25 touches a game. We got to get you rolling. And I think it's going to work. Um, I don't think that
3: that's the only reason. I think it's also like, what the hell are we going to do?
4: Right. We I agree. Have, I mean, that's the other have, factor.
3: We don't have Cooper. Like, well, just hand the ball to beast mode. Right. I mean, it's kind of why we got him. Maybe we should have been doing this stuff all along. Yeah, you know? he, could,
4: he couldn't have, he couldn't have survived if they'd done it all season long. He so wouldn't I, have. Right. I, I just, I think it's a good spot for him. Um, but to get back to the question at hand, I, I think I all have some GNO in tournaments this week. Um, just, I, it's the upside. It's such an easy stack. It's just such an easy stack. And like Sterling Shepard, against the 49ers was super chalky at like 6k or 58 whatever it was why is he gonna go unowned against the Raiders at 7k like the, the 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 spot is basically the same if not better so like I don't understand why the whole world's just off Shepherd. like he's still a target beast like that hasn't changed and it's
3: just too much there's too much to too much to worry about man like it's a different quarterback I well, here is is, is Gino, I mean, is it basically Eli? Is it kind of the same? I mean, I f- think so. I don't really think there's a huge drop off. I, no, mean, I, I guess if you think about it like that, you can put it in those terms, I guess. But then you also have the fact that he probably doesn't have that much of a connection with Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard's been a first teamer ever since he got there it's not like he's been working out with the twos and working out a bunch with Geno Smith. I mean,
4: I'm sure Gino's got some snaps with the ones, with the ones. It's not like, hey, you think Gino,
3: do you think Gino Smith? Um, I, I
4: just, i like you know, mean, He seems like one of those guys who's not taking every practice route.
3: Yeah, that's true. But I, it makes me think, man. Maybe just keep an eye on some kind of sneaky Travis Rudolph or something like that. It's always it's, one of the.
4: It's it's, it's, it's too many guys. There's too many it's guys, always like, Roger Lewis, or you just it's, don't know which one's going to be. It,
3: but it's always one of those guys, though. Whenever a backup comes in, that's the that's the that's
4: the backup. I, don't you? I mean, I get huh? yeah, it. For me, it's a situation. I just think that Gino is too talented against the Raiders at 4500 to completely ignore. I, I mean, I get, Like, I'm not saying play, make him a core player, he's, but like, he's just. I think he's, if you're playing like 10 teams, you got to have one Gino
3: takes takes too many sacks for me. Holds on to the football too long. I mean, there are things about you know that that's, I, what, that's
4: what he did two years ago. We don't know what he does now. I think he probably still does, but we'll then see. Probably, probably. But again, tournament upside isn't about probably. It's about like what's the ceiling? If we're wrong, like what if he's good? Like what if he's like? Let's just say he's like, uh, like let's think of like a mediocre quarterback. Let's say he's like, I don't know. Uh, how about Tom Savage? Uh, I, I was going to say that, but I didn't, didn't <laughs> yeah. want to, like, let me see if I can just pull, like, a mediocre quarterback. Like, let's say he's, Alex like, let's say he's Case Keenum or Alex Case Keenum's Smith. Case pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I like Case Keenum. I shouldn't have said that. Let's say he's, like, Alex Smith. Like, if he's is that competent at 4,500, he's going to put up some points.
3: I don't think he's as competent as Alex Smith. Alex Smith's has been a long time.
4: Say, if he's Josh McCown. Like, I just think the road is – it's not hard to get a lot of fancy points at 4,500. It really against a terrible defense. That's
3: all. And I get it. I get it. I I get it. I mean, I just I'm not gonna click on it. I, like I will pay up a little bit of extra to get up to an account to get up to a tie rod players yeah, like that. I, I think I'll save this. I'll save the money. But I get it. Um, okay, let's go. Let's move on to this next clip. This one is one that I think Siege and I for, uh, inexplicably might kind of disagree on. Is a take that's hot enough that when he made it, it was actually comes from the daily fantasy ogs. And the head head chopper, man, Chop knew that this one was gonna, this was gonna end him up on this show to have this take. Um, This is about getting off of uh, a wide receiver that everybody's gonna be flocking back to this week.
4: No, 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 no one's playing him. You don't think anybody's playing him after ten targets
3: last week? Our sweetest angel. All right. Well, hey, maybe if not, maybe I'll feel a little bit differently about this play. Let's see what Chop had to say about it.
7: For Jacksonville, I do like Leonard Fournette. Sure, why not? Would never play Blake Blake Bortles ever in my life again. I'm never going to play. So that's not even a
5: question. <laughs> oh, come on, man! Can do it, you man. Writing them off completely. Can't do it.
7: And in fact, you know, have you have you guys? Do you guys watch that uh, DFS weekly roundup show on Saturday with the Siege and and, and Alex Dunlap? That's
5: I I catch it when I can. It's a
7: pretty good show. So I got one oh, yeah. that I'm I'm pretty sure that they're going to put on this week here. That I'm about to break it down for them. People are actually going to play D.D. Westbrook this week when Marquise Lee is only 1,100 more on DraftKings. I think that's a colossal mistake. If I was going to go with a wide receiver in this game for Jacksonville, easily it would be Marquise Lee. I don't even think it's a question mark, and I'll gladly sit back and, and watch people burn their lineups with D.D. Westbrook this week.
5: Oh, stop bringing the heat, man cash game play marquise lee
7: i'm mean, particularly i don't like the the passing game for jacksonville at all but if i did if i did it in gpps it would be marquise lee all
1: right the alex siege there you go that's got a hot take for you all wrapped up and delivered by chop so <laughs> on, uh, I, know, I, I don't I know
7: i know dunlap really likes the westbrook kid but and i saw, I saw him at <laughs> oklahoma too he's got talent but man he's not he's not on, he's not with marquise lee just yet he's not on that level
3: Okay, there you have it. That one comes from the Daily Fantasy OGs. Great podcast with um, Head Chopper, uh, Beer Makers fan, and Notorious that comes out pretty early in the week, I think on Wednesdays. And, yeah, man, Chop uh, New, man, right off the bat, that was going to be a topic that could be a little bit divisive. Siege um, uh, and I were talking off air about ownership between these two guys, but um, – Chop was saying that Marquise Lee is going to be a guy that everybody's forgotten about because last week he was facing Patrick Peterson. Marquise Lee has been uh, just a, I mean, he's been a G all year long. You look, he's, uh, you know, people haven't been playing him much because he's always been questionable all week. He doesn't practice and he goes and just has a big game. This is going against an Indianapolis Colts secondary that now is not only without Vontae Davis, but looks looks to be without Rashawn Melvin too, who was coming on in a really big way. Um, I actually like a ton of, I like a ton of, I can't believe it. There's a ton of Jacksonville Jaguars um, that I, that I love this week. And I, I, I kind of like Chop's take that Marquise Lee is going to be uh, probably far less owned than Didi Westbrook and that uh, he could end up this week being the, being the superior option. I think he has every opportunity to be. And this comes from the original D.D. Westbrook truther, man. I think he's the same. I, I, I
4: think, I, I think you. I don't think you get to call yourself the original truther when he has <laughs> this kind of production so far this season, and you're and you're and you're backing off. Like
3: I, I'm not backing off. I'm. You're saying, backing
4: I, off. What do you mean? I you're not backing off?
3: I think it's reasonable. Uh, Marquise Lee's only fifty-two hundred. Let's see where. Let's see where Jamino has. Marquise Lee's. He has Marquis Lee's seven point five. He has D.D.
4: Westbrook at ten percent. So I, I guess with that. I mean, I guess for me, like, I get it. I get why you would play Marquise Lee. I just don't know if it would be at the expense of D.D. Westbrook. Like, this guy is a freak. Like, he's a top 15 pick if he wasn't a knucklehead off the field. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely true. I I just – and all he's done is, like, his target share is basically, like, the same as Antonio Brown's through two games. Like, remember the first week they're like, oh, we're going to ease him into the offense. He's not going to be a focal point. Picked up six targets. The next week, ten targets. Like – they're uh, gonna, like, To win in the playoffs, you need a number one. And as much as I like Marquise Lee, he's never going to be a true number one. D.D. Westbrook can be that guy. I just don't think those targets are going anywhere. Like, the Jaguars haven't been able to run the football with any success now for a month and a half. I just, for me, it's a situation like, I like D.D. Westbrook more. I think he's the better talent at the cheaper price. And if ownership's going to be the same, I, I, I grant, I understand that Lee has the better cornerback matchup this week, but for me, it's going to be D.D. Westbrook uh, more than Lee, but I don't hate Lee.
3: I don't hate Lee either. I mean, I guess I – I mean, it is D.D., D., dude. And this secondary I mean, For, what it's, for off, what it's worth,
4: too, if if if, 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 it's, if Pierre Desir covers Marquise Lee, I, I really want D.D. D. Westbrook. Do you like do – do you think this year is good? I think he's good enough. Like, he's certainly not – he's not Kenny Moore. Let's rephrase that. If he's not Kenny Moore, <laughs> like right. the matchup get if he, if it's not like if Kenny Moore is on Lee, Lee could just go insane.
3: Lee's too slinky, man. And Desir, I remember him with his Senior Bowl. He's a he's a little he's a little too he's just a little too stiff. It's I, I don't know, man. Um
4: I agree, he's too stiff. But I like Kenny Moore. I mean, Marquise Lee will just run right by him. Like that, this will not work.
3: So I, I think I'm fine with either I think I'm fine with either one. I, and he, so here's the thing: if I'm fine with either one, does that mean I'm I'm fine with Blake
4: Bortles? I think there's too many good value quarterbacks this week. I don't think you have to take that jump.
3: But you I mean, if we like Didi and we like what and we like Marquise Lee, wouldn't we in turn kind of like Bortles? I mean, or there's I mean, is there I mean, too much risk there that this is. There's too much
4: risk. And it's also like the receptions or we like these guys because of the high reception yards after catchability. Like, quarterbacks get to tournament value through touchdowns. Wide receivers can get to tournament value through yardage. Like, right. these are two high yardage guys. Right. So I, I think it's a situation where we don't have to be in love with portals given the value. Let me just
3: let me just point out one thing. I I, and I do think that a lot of the huge amount of target equity that D.D. Westbrook has gotten over the course of the last two weeks falls, you know, at least what, um, the 10 of those targets, the 10, 10 of those 16 total targets – do come is a little bit of a function of the targets being funneled to him with with Patrick Peterson over there on Marquise Lee. So and why though? Like he had six, six the, the first week.
4: Off. Like if he had, if I he had understand. Like six,
3: six, I understand. And we and we and we pegged him on this very show last week as having eight targets in that game. And we said you got to get him in. You got to get him in. We got him into all of our lineups. I know, uh, like it turned. You know, he he had value just fine on on, on his salary of thirty six hundred last week. Um, it's the exact same situation that I am jamming. josh reynolds into this week so yeah i just i I just know that that situation last week was one that did hinder lee and did help westbrook with that said i mean i can see where chops coming from i can see where you're coming from i think i'm gonna across my tournament tournament lineups i'm gonna probably have a little bit of both of these guys
4: yeah I, i i agree with that for sure
3: okay uh let's go ahead and get on to the next clip if i can pull up my note sheet here that tells me which one's which this one comes from the Swole cast, and this is from Mister Tuttle, who's always super sharp on that show. Um, last night on the Swole cast, he had a take about going back to a running back that nobody's going to be on because he has been
4: certifiably crappy for the last
3: seven weeks.
6: All right, uh, Tuttle,
5: uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to say it. Say it, Tuttle. But with 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 the West news today, I think you mm. have to at least look a, nice, a little bit. He's
0: got a nice
4: price month. tag on D. He's got a very nice price tag. Such a, such a
1: tunnel play. <laughs> the, the West news is, is big, man. I mean, it really it is. is big.
4: You know, yeah. it, it boosts his receiving floor a little bit. Boosts just the floor that'll actually be on the on the dang field, which is good. Um, nobody's gonna go with it. Well. Some people might go there now since his price is lowered, but people have been so burned by hunt that I don't know how many people will go back to the well. Should see some lower ownership. I think he's, I think he's in play at his price
5: tag.
3: All right. Well, uh, there you hear Mr. Tuttle saying at 60, what, how much is Kareem hunt this week? 6,900, that it could be the time to go back now that everybody's going to be off of him. Um, I don't know, Siege, do you think for one, here's the thing, I've heard a little bit of talk about the possibility that maybe more people are kind of getting on Kareem Hunt here as the week has progressed, just realizing that that price is a little bit cheaper. I'm looking at um, Jamino's ownership projections right now. It looks like he has him at sub 10%. So certainly a far cry from the 25 and 30% we were seeing him as in some of those matchups earlier where he totally uh, to- totally swindled some of us what do you think any interest this week
4: no uh, I mean I've been on the fade Kareem hunch on this show since like week five and why would I stop now like any an idiot that offense just isn't moving that offensive line can't block anymore like none of the situations have changed that imagine they're gonna make Kareem hunt now can he break off a big play at any time sure he can do that but the idea that he's going to get the rock 25, 30 times a game is just a pipe dream. It's not reality. Uh,
3: I just feel like it could be the troll job, man. Like, do you remember the week after? Which week was it after the Rex Burkhead chalk, and he went off for the it was t- last week? And someone I, I, I told you this. I told you it was Rex
4: last week too. Like, yeah, yeah,
3: I, I know. And there was more in the, uh, analysis behind that take than. Just saying it's going to be a troll job, but I just feel like Kareem Hunt troll job coming.
4: You know what the troll is going to be when you see hot walking in the end zone and it's Akeem Hunt. You're
3: going to lose <laughs> your mind. Well, that's a good point. There, There, there is no Charcantric West this week. And, you know, Any thoughts about that? Do you think that 30% of the snaps just are going to go automatically to
4: Akeem Hunt? Akeem yes. Hunt, sucks, by the way. I know he did this, but he's going to get 25 30% of the snaps.
3: If so, man, if if so, can we ship Andy Breed off to Coconut Island? I want to shut him up. I just never, never come back.
4: I mean, come I'm on. telling you it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You know deep inside it's going to happen.
3: Talk about it's a, a troll.
4: You, it's Andy Reid. He, he always plays multiple running backs. You know I, it.
3: I, I need Kareem Hunt badly this week for one of my highest stakes. It's not
4: going to happen. Don't count on it. Like,
3: unbelievable it,
4: it, you're like lucy in the football at this point with <laughs> like, oh i promise i won't take it away this week all my running backs are gone and, yeah. da, da, da,
3: boom. and there's all of these and there's all of these runners who are who are so cheap you know that I are mean, good, like, like
4: lynch and jamal Car- williams carl Car- howard was. like why why would i why like i mean if you're gonna take a yolo play take Fournette. And that's well, coming from me. I, I
3: plan on taking Fournette. We can talk about that one a little bit later. I thought that you might hate him this week, and I might be able to get some kind of bet before he goes absolutely ham.
4: I mean, um, I don't think he's going to go ham. If you think he's going to go ham, I could pro- I'll probably still wager with you. But, like, I would rather YOLO that. But he's he's starting to creep up, too. Like, there's a guy people are hopping on late. But, again, that situation is still the same. same. That's it. That situation hasn't changed. Like, He's only going to get 60% of the workload. that is. Yes.
3: All right. There, there are clearly a couple of things that I'm going to need to go over with Siege here. So let's go ahead and get through the rest of these takes. Uh This one comes from the experts square table with JM to win and Adam Levitan. This is a stack that I generally would I Normally, all indicators would point to me loving this stack. But this week, I, I, I don't. And the quarterback involved in this stack is somebody that JM to win says is a lock and load in your lineups?
6: I think that Jameis, we'd have to call him the most underpriced quarterback on this slate. He threw the ball 38 or more times in five straight uh, healthy games before going down. He topped 300 yards in four of those five games. So to get that at 5,600, without Doug Martin, without an offensive line that can run block anyway against a team that's top eight against the run and bottom five against the pass. It's just a perfect spot for Jameis. It's a perfect spot to use Jameis and Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson together. Uh, I like Jameis quite a bit. Uh, Hunley, I don't think that we need to go there for 500 less. I mean, we could talk about his rushing upside, but the dude is top 22 rushing yards only once. So you're looking at one or two points there. I mean, that's the same thing you're going to get from Trevor Simeon is, is 10 to 20 rushing yards. So uh, the matchup's obviously excellent. I think that Hundley could put up 300 yards, three touchdowns. But uh, I think that Jameis is, is like the lock and load plays, the guy to use in cash games. He's the guy to feel most comfortable with in tournaments. And, and just like you, yeah, I think there's a lot of cheap guys I'd be comfortable using. I don't think there's a need to pay up. We can get 15 to 20 on the cheap end and then you pay up for, you know, 20 to 25. So uh, really like paying down this week. I like Jameis the most out of all these guys, but there are a few other guys down here that I like as well.
3: All right, Siege, maybe you could tell me what I'm missing, but look, I know that the Green Bay secondary is terrible, but JM to win there in that segment was saying that Jameis Winston is basically a lock and load. I think he's 5,400 on DraftKings. And he's saying saying to stack him, Mike Evans, uh, D. D. Jax, Jameis Winston, and I get it because, like, I kind of like the idea of bringing that back with a Devonte Adams. Like, there's there's some good options to to maybe bring that back with. I can see the stack. I just don't, why is nobody talking about the fact that Jameis Winston has a broken shoulder and he has two linemen out? Like, I don't know. I
4: mean, no I, don't know if the, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know if the shoulder's broken. But, well, you know like, what
3: I mean? A busted ass shoulder and two linemen missing. Yeah, two,
4: it, it is a bad recipe. I do like Mike Evans and, like, Bray more as if, like, I need them to do something to keep to get, keep the Packers rolling. I'm with you, though. I think Jameis is in a weird spot this week where I think, like, people aren't evaluating the risk with him correctly. Like, if he takes a bad hit, then might speak, yeah, you know what? We're four and seven. We're not making the playoffs. Uh, Ryan, buddy, go out there and take these hits. This is why we've paid you.
6: Ryan. I...
4: I So for me, I think that's definitely a situation where I would personally stay away at the quarterback position. I think there's other pivots in that range I like more. But I don't hate Evans and Brait, like even if Jameis gets benched or whatever, like those guys aren't dead. I guess Brait kind of is, but he's 2,900, and we know Jameis loves him in the red zone.
3: If we look at the early props that I have up over at Roster Watch for our pro members – Out of the 70 that I have up so far, Mike Evans with the ninth best uh, point per dollar prop on DK, which is the third best matchup through the matchup tools algorithm at Roster Watch. He's only 7,100 this week, and his prop is five and a half receptions for 79.5 yards. He's plus 120 to score, so that's projected scoring of 18.18 by Vegas, 2.56x value. That's actually tied, tied for eighth. The other guy who Siege mentioned um, who's also in this game where he talked about Randall Cobb having a good prop on the other side, but the best of the week who Siege mentioned off air, or maybe it was while we were talking about some of these value running backs is at 4,500 Jamal Williams um, versus Tampa Bay. He's just, his prop is for $4,500 is insane. And it makes me think that maybe some of these offshore folks might know something that we don't about, um, Aaron Jones' I mean, availability tomorrow because uh, Aaron Jones isn't a factor
6: at this point. I don't think
3: 62.5 rushing yards, uh, 2.5 receptions for uh, 21.5 receiving yards is the over under and touchdown odds of uh, one One place had him at 100, one place had him at 110. So I put it at 105. That's projected scoring, you know, somewhere between three, 13.76 and 14 points on DK. That is right around 3.06 x value the best value uh based on these on these early props of all 70 that i've gotten in so far see um first i guess uh i guess we have already kind of covered it about J- Jameis. i mean in, any interest in Jameis, or are you just going to go to you can go to you talked about going to Keenum and
4: stuff maybe? Yeah, I talked about fair about Keenum. I, I like Case Keenum a lot this week. That, that's probably where I would go in that kind of price range. Um, Jamal Williams is one of the best values on the play on the board. I don't even hate going Hundley, Jamal, and Devontae stack. Now the problem is that's when you have to run it back with a Mike Evans or a Bray. So then you really got right. to, is, is Tampa going to score enough points? I mean, you know, I think you don't think Tampa's going to put up many points this week. So like, that would be my concern. Is if you don't think that Tampa's going to put up points, then that's probably not the stack for you. But I don't hate it if you're a little more bullish on, on the Tampa offense, um, for sure. Uh, so uh, we, I mean, we want Do you want to talk about Case Keenum? I mean, this is just a dream spot. Like with True Font out, like Diggs and Thielen are just going to have a field day.
3: Well, everybody always loves Diggs and Thielen. Well, I mean, what's not to like? what's not to, this running, look, Latavius, I don't care what anybody says about Latavius Murray's fantasy production. That guy sucks. Jarek McKinnon. I mean, he's, he's, he's okay. And you can, you can definitely get to it, to Atlanta by using the, the passing running back, but in using a passing running back, that's going to be more points for Case Keenum. I, 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 love, I think I it's Keenum. my, my sole concern with Case Keenum is that despite the fact that he's been awesome, Every week, dude, they have to make a damn announcement saying he's still the starter. I mean, and, would you change it? Like, given what he's done every week, they say that. Would have you? Would you stop saying that? No, no. But I'm. But no, that's what I'm saying. At at some point, what I'm saying is that there's a disconnect there. At some point, like with the way he's been playing, it should go without saying that he's the starter. So what you is the organization?
4: Dis- is there a disconnect, or is it just like again they're saying the media like, "Yep, he's our guy. Like he's gonna be our guy this week." Like what's the because, disconnect there? Like uh, the, because
3: because Zimmer, because Zimmer loves Bridgewater, he has that's a, he, fine, that's he has fine. an unrealistic love for, for Bridgewater, and I think if the first sign of Trump, if there's the first sign there's of Trump, there's no way. There's no way. You come don't on. think? Oh, come on, of course there's a way. Of course there's a way. You, you're nine no way. two. How can you bet your quarterback? You're nine and two. Because it's Bridgewater. I think it's an un, it's an unhealthy obsession that
4: that 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 fan base and that coaching oh, staff. It, 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 <laughs> It, this is how the Patriots win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Is teams doing stupid stuff like this? They're nine and two, and they're <laughs> contemplating a quarterback change. It's unbelievable. Like there's every good team out there, and like Bill Belichick just puts these little fairy dust on the team and be like, you know, we're nine and two. We've got this division on lockdown. Let's change our quarterback. That sounds like a great idea. I just to to me it feel
3: to me it feels like it was on the table as of no less than three three weeks ago. Um. It just seems to me like it. The fact that the, the fact of the matter is that that situation, that idea has been broached. Um, it's 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 out there. It's in the ether that it could possibly it could possibly. How happen. bad
4: would he have to play in the first half to exactly get pulled? two two interceptions? You think that's all it would take? Yeah. I mean, he threw a, two in picks a half, in the Washington game
3: in a half. I think if he threw two picks in one half, he would get pulled.
4: And this guy is a cute – like, his quarterback rating is 96.2. I mean, he's been good. I just I, – I think it's – I think it's an – I think that he's there's – he's, unre- he's had a 102.7 quarterback rating in their wins this season.
3: I think everybody that surrounds that Minnesota Vikings organization, including their fans, have an unrealistic view of
4: Teddy Bridgewater. I just do. If, 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 you know what? Like if Keenum gets benched as a nine and two quarterback, who's been throwing for 300 yards a week. You'll just, 70 percent you'll, of his is... you'll just say that you'll go down
3: with that shit. I, I just, just, I
4: say. think I have to, like, how <laughs> could I not? Like,
3: <laughs> do you like, did you like, um, do you like Keenum better than Josh McCown or Tyrod Taylor?
4: Yes, for sure.
3: Oh, like a, like substantially better. Yes. Like five points better.
4: Yeah. I wouldn't go that far.
3: With four, three and a half
4: point per dollar. If you let to do point per dollar, I'll give you point per dollar. You're not getting three and
3: a half at quarter. Come on, uh, some 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 kind of point about, point per dollar. What about Tyrod plus t- plus two and a half?
4: You're not getting two and a half points when they're five hundred apart in salary. I'm, Out like of this. your mind. I'm just trying to get. I'm just. I'm just trying to give you action. All right. What
3: about McCown plus the two and a half? I,
4: just get point per dollar.
3: What uh, What is McCown's salary compared to Keenum's?
4: Keenum's
3: six K McCown is fifty five, I think 54. 50, is he fifty
4: five? I think he's fifty four. It could be fifty five. Uh, I'll uh, I'll take I'll take uh what and
3: what's Ty God? Is he fifty five? He is fifty five. Ty and God's fifty four. I'll take Josh McCown. All right, booked point per dollar. Booked. Yeah. Okay. We'll see, we'll see what happens. So it's Josh McCown versus Case Keenum. Let's hope for a in game benching for Mr. No, Dino. No Teddy Teddy touchdown. Let's get in there. um
4: one of the stupidest coaching decisions in the last thirty years of football. If they seriously yeah. do that. Like,
3: I don't think that I don't think that they're gonna do it. But they do have an unhealthy obsession with Teddy Bridgewater and unrealistic. They don't
4: know what they want. The problem is like they they're too good to make this move. Like, I understand that you have to deal with the contract next year, but like you can't just like punt a chance to win a super bowl to deal with a contract situation of someone that like we have no idea what that knee is like and you really want to bring him back on turf you really want to do that like the the atlanta turf of all things you really want to do that yes yeah, yeah, skinny,
3: skinny little knees you don't want to bring him back on that turf
4: no i mean um, the minnesota turf is a little different than the atlanta like the atlanta stuff is like the, the like the nfc south like it's designed to be super fast and if you twist the wrong way, you'll tear up your knee. Is that, is
3: that, is that even turf up there? I, mean, I thought that was some kind of
4: natural kind of half. It actually might I be natural like, grass in there. You might be right. That actually might be grass in Minnesota. Like at least
3: something kind of like what they have in Houston where it's kind of like some weird synthetic half and half. Yeah,
4: that's a fair point.
3: Um, okay, so I I wanted to ask you just real quick about another, just I don't know what to think about this. They Just another guy from the prop sheet. Sometimes these guys pop up. And he actually popped off in our model for our pro subscribers for the DFS cheat sheets and for the lineup generators at Roster Watch. What do you make of Dontrell Enman versus San Francisco at 3,900? <sighs> he's got a great prop uh, four receptions for 45 and a half yards and plus 175 to score at only 3,900. And he's got a lot of analytics kind of pointing. His, he's got a ton of targets lately, man. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a terrific
3: right. matchup for, a, for especially – especially for opposing outside receivers. Um, I don't think a lot of people will be on him because it seems like there's been a lot of steam picking up recently for Jordan Howard and how many pieces of that Chicago offense do you really want? Um, any thoughts on Dontrell, Lemon? I know it's kind of gross, but
4: yeah, if I had any confidence that they would throw the ball 25 times, I probably would play them, but they could literally throw the ball 10 times in this game.
3: We talked about, uh, we talked about all the value runners that are available this week, um, I, I, t- I take it. Do you like Do you like Jamal Williams the best out of all of them? If there is no yes. Aaron Jones,
4: okay, yeah, I, it but doesn't it, matter for me. It doesn't matter if Aaron Jones is around.
3: If Aaron Jones is a ga- so, you're telling me if Aaron Jones is a game time decision. I believe yeah. that is a is that a noon Central game? Uh, um, it's got to it's it's gotta be. It is. Yeah. Be. Um. So it's a noon or I guess one Eastern game. So we're going to know. You're telling me that if that if you have, say, 50% Jamal Williams or something like that in your tournaments, that you're not going to have some sort of deal where you're going to have to global player swap him out? You're just going to no. say, screw it. I don't care if Aaron Jones is in or not, even though yep. he's a game-time active? I, <laughs> I don't care. You just don't think that he's going to be in, involved?
4: Not enough to – over like, Jamal Williams right now is probably 1300 too cheap. So, like, if Aaron Jones comes in, like – Okay, so instead of being thirteen hundred too cheap or fifteen hundred too cheap, you're probably like seven or eight hundred too cheap. Like there's still a lot of value there.
3: How has he looked so good in these last couple games He looks so so bad? Yeah, he
4: looks so bad those first few games. I have no idea. Brett like Hundley too. Like, like, like it was like it, like it looked like something clicked for Hundley too. Like that Sunday night game. Like I think everyone was just ready to watch the first half and then like go to sleep early, and then everyone was like, "Wait a minute! Like the, the Packers are winning. What the hell?" Right. Well, it, it well. And it's also,
3: I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just like – maybe Hundley really did just face some tough opponents to start. I'm not a Hundley believer yet. Are you interested in Hundley Hundley at all this week?
4: I mean, yeah, bits. Like like here's his his quarterback rating by team. So 39.6 against the Vikings, which are very good. 39.9 against the Saints, which is a very good defense. 86 against detroit which is a mediocre defense 110 against the bears it's kind of uh, good defense 43 against the ravens which are one of the best defenses defense. in football 134 against the steelers who were pretty good up to that point. so like he basically has been awful against the elite defenses and good against anything kinda, else
3: kind of good against the ones that are middle of the road and this one of these facing is by far the this is by far the best matchup i can't get talked on to brett hunley on this show man no way um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it i can't do it but I, it could it, it could be donk man it could be just uh, like no it's just I I,
4: like again it's one of those situations i think like the rushing floor like the rushing i think people is it's probably a little delusion on their head what it actually is versus what it is so like that's right. a factor too right. um but with with me being completely off trevor simeon at this point who i really liked doing in the week due to some off the field stuff with that denver team i i, I just you're going to You're going to drop that
3: without any explanation. <laughs> I, I,
4: I, I just that, that team, that team is just kind of a mess at this point. I, when you see a sharp move on Miami tomorrow, I promise you tomorrow morning, you're going to see that line move four points towards Miami.
3: Yeah. It could it could, could, could be some issues uh, being passed around that Denver locker room. Um, all right. The uh, Speaking of that game, Here's a guy who we didn't talk about yet. Another guy right there in that cheap running back tier. Where are you on Kenyon Drake with no Damian Williams? Running right I,
4: up in. I, I, I was going to completely fade him. Uh, this, this is a guy I have to relook at given the the, my, the news that the Denver team might not be healthy. Yeah, um, I think I'm still going to fade. I think I'll take a Jarvis Landry stand um, at a cheap price. PPR, going to run a lot of routes out of the slot. At uh, 5,900, I think I'm going to-
3: Why do you want to do that, man? They're going to just move Chris Harris down into the slot. That's the- They're going to take their best defender. He loves He he, he loves guarding the slot. Why not just put him on Jarvis?
4: I wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't want Jarvis. Dude, do uh I, he mean, he mean, I mean, Harris the, is nice, but like if- Again, like how healthy is Chris- like if, it was, if it was 100% Chris Harris. Right. But if he's 70% against Jarvis Landry in the Miami Heat, like I want Jarvis Landry.
3: Right. What about Devonte Parker? The cheapest he's 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 nine hundred cheaper than he's been all season.
4: Yeah, I don't mind him. I, I I think I think I'm gonna have to find a Miami guy. I think a Miami guy is gonna win someone a lot of money this week. So I got I, That's a game I had just written off, and now I have to really go reevaluate between now and Sunday.
3: I think Kenyon Drake is a fine play at 4900. Running
4: backs against Denver are just a disaster. Like, why no, would you play him over Jamal or Marshawn? I'm not going to. I don't know. That's I mean, the problem. Like. Yeah. And, and you would like Danny Woodhead's forty four hundred against Detroit. Like we didn't even talk about that.
3: I don't. I don't. I don't play Danny Woodhead these days, man. He's just Alex Collins is. They. they Alex look,
4: Collins is questionable.
3: We don't even know if he's going to play. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. He has a he has a really nice prop. Seven, but but 70, like, even, even if he pressure. plays,
4: if he's not one hundred percent, like Alex Collins is a guy like in Seattle. One of the reasons he got cut was because he kept getting hurt all the time.
3: No, I I get it. I get it. With well, that and ball secure, you know the ball, ball security. right the, yeah. camp, which is but, still an
4: issue for him.
3: Right. Know? But um, yeah. So I'm I get it. I just kidding. I'm I'm going to be considering Kenyon Drake. I know it's tough. I know it's tough sledding against the. Denver. By the way,
4: before you go, uh, where's Miami at versus tight ends in your uh, your pro your rankings these days? Let's we should see. do our weekly update.
3: Let's see. I'll I'll pull it up just because I probably deserve this. Hey, and listen, it had to do with the personnel evaluation on Rashad Jones, but you were always right about the. Um, you the were always right about the linebackers. And I should have listened. Let's see. So it's the the it was the Denver Broncos going to them. The matchup tool has it this week god damn it siege yeah yep. we 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 have it now as a as a as a top five matchup so
4: thank you thank you five.
3: so siege definitely wins on that We you
4: sure made a bet about it so all right our bet for the I, I just, that's one of those i knew i was so right and it was just like <laughs> and you I, I just the funny thing is that i faded gronk the other way against the dolphins too like what did you total what did you think of the rashad
3: jones touchdown last week though
4: it was a nice it was a nice <laughs> touchdown for rashad jones
3: but, um, uh, yeah, but the definitely. problem is Denver
4: has no tight ends. By the way, I, I, I would—that's just a running joke. I yeah. just let's be clear. I'm not saying play any yeah. Denver tight ends. Like I mm-hmm. don't even know. Who, I don't even know who the tight ends are. They cut AJ Derby. Like who is their tight end? I actually have no idea. It's, I think it's—is it think Virgil it's, Green still?
3: No, I think it's Jeff. I think the guy getting the most run lately has been Jeff Jeff Hireman from. Uh, I didn't even know
4: he was in the NFL still.
3: From Ohio State, I think. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just pull it up real quick before we get He's out of here. questionable. Do, do you have a? Uh, yeah, it's Virgil Green got 51 percent of the snaps. Last week, and then Virgil uh, virgil Green, fifty-one percent of the snaps, and I don't, I don't know, I can't see who the other is. Is Austin Trailer a tight end?
4: That's what it looks like. He had it. four targets against the Raiders and five yeah. the week before.
3: There you go. Get in, get in, Austin Trailer this week versus the Miami Dolphins. No, please don't.
4: Do you have, do you have a do you have a bold call, siege Oh, a bold call. I do need a bold call. Do you have one ready? I have it. I don't um, have one ready to go. I don't have one. I normally
3: have one ready to go too. I don't have it either. Let me just look at my, let me look at my prop sheet here. So all right, can... all right,
4: I got one. I got one. Case Keenum throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns this week.
3: Okay. I'll say, um, yeah, what the hell? I'll say. Um, uh, oh, no, no, no. no Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Reynolds, five uh, X. That's 5X. not a
4: hot take. Get out what, of
3: here. 17 and a half points. Out of a 3.5K guy?
4: Yeah, I guess it's a hot take. I just really agree with you. I really agree with the play. <laughs> I just really agree. It's a hot take, I guess. I just really, I guess the guy has five career receptions. It's probably a hot take. Fine. It's I'll a, let you
3: have it. It's a fantastic play. Uh, this has been the week 13 DFS roundup. As always, uh, great doing the show with you, Siege. Best of luck to you and your moms as you guys try and take down that uh, draft live final. You can find Siege. On Twitter at the Siege DFS, you can find all of this content here on Roto Grinders uh, with his tournament tactics packages for NFL, uh, MLB, and NBA. We're gonna need to make a bet next week, Siege. Where I'm getting killed so bad in NBA, we're gonna make a bet where you where you give me a few months of uh, tournament tactics, and I will give you like a pro membership roster watch or something. If somebody loses, um, and then <laughs> high stakes, high yeah. stakes, and then uh, and then. Uh, You can find me, like I mentioned, at Rosterwatch. You can find all my content with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. Find me tonight on SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio, and on Twitter at AlexDunlapNFL. So for the Siege, I am Alex. We are getting the
4: hell out of here.
2: The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at WoodhouseMazda.com.